Hello, and welcome to this very special grocery shop edition of the OmniTalk Retail Spotlight podcast series, brought to you with the help and support of Microsoft. I'm Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And joining us to be part of our week-long grocery shop podcast series are Aaron Halka, the Senior Director of Solutions Strategy at Blue Yonder, and Microsoft's very own Director of Retail and Consumer Goods, Paula Beckel, back for her second OmniTalk appearance. That's right. Uh, Aaron and Paula, thanks so much for being with us here today. How's it going? Oh, well, thank you guys. Thank you for having us today. I'm excited to be here and, and do a prelude for grocery shop next week. Yes, this is excellent. Paula, how's it going over there? It's great. Thanks again for having me back. The first time was so much fun. I loved it. Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. You're one of our favorites already, already. We're going to get you on that five-timer club here pretty soon. You know, I don't know what you get for that. You don't get a jacket, but we're trying to figure that out still. But, but, uh, all right, well, Aaron, let's, let's start with you. Let's start off the podcast, the the discussion here today with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about blue yonder and, and, and your role specifically too, and what it is that you guys do to help the grocery industry in at large. My goodness. So thank you again for having me here. So for Blue Yonder, we have such a, a broad set of capabilities that support grocers. It helps them plan things like what products they need to offer their customers. We have capabilities from planograms to help lay out the floor for those customers. We also help manage the entire inventory ordering. So that way you have the freshest berries that arrive into the store. We help grocers also with their workforce and any warehouses that they need to hold inventory in and to move those into the customer's hands, as well as we now have capabilities that also help with the entire omni-channel experience for the customers too, to be able to order those goods. My role specifically here at Blue Yonder really focuses on that omni-channel. I really help with how do we create a, a great customer experience for when your customers start shopping on your website or shopping on your app, and ensuring you have you know, the best satisfaction, high conversion rates through the end of that shopping journey, all the way to the point where that customer gets goods in their hands. Got it. Yeah. You guys are clearly a big and bad player in the retail landscape for Absolutely. sure, given all that you do. Uh, so I'm curious too, like what of all those things you just mentioned, cause you're right, you guys do cover a lot of ground in terms of the solutions you provide for the retail community and particularly grocers. Where, when we talk about grocery, where are you seeing the most heat or interest in what you provide? Uh, if you could talk about that a little bit, I'm curious to know. Well, you know, right now everyone's dealing with supply chain disruption. So okay. there's been lots of shortages that we've been working through. So we've been looking for helping customers find alternative options to those items that may be out of stock or being able to to guide them on, let's say, even the right price point with inflation nowadays and maybe expanding more into private label and, and decreasing some of their, their orders from um, their suppliers that are more expensive. So that's one area that we're really leaning in. But the other one, if you think about that disruption in the supply chain and the lack of inventory that's available, it's also really impacting the omni-channel piece because mm-hmm. customers are trying to go online, buy some of their favorite items, and sometimes they're out of stock. Sometimes customers also don't know if they really have that inventory available at that point of time, or even to be able to promise it because it could be in the back of the house. So we're really working with the grocers to help identify an actual, you know, more accurate point of view on their inventory position, and as well as helping them augment some of those substitution disruptions that they're dealing with on a regular basis. It's it's causing them lots of uh, lost revenue today. And so we're working with ways that we could help showcase products that will still delight the customer and not cause them to cancel that entire order. And Aaron, to click into that specifically, because I had a feeling that's what you're going to say, like you, that's that's available to promise 
in terms of like what's coming to life on the website in particular, right? Because that's a very complicated thing when you're in the front of the funnel and you're having to serve up all this inventory information to your consumers in real time so they know what's available and what's not. And that's much easier said than done. And I'd love for you to talk about why that is. Yeah, if you look at it, you know, grocery store inventory accuracy, in some areas, it's as low as 50%. So it's really hard to estimate what that inventory actually is. And then you also add the complexity of fresh moving goods that are more in bulk items. So, you know, having customers that want to buy, you know, bananas or want to buy um, peppers, things like that. It's actually really hard to predict for the grocer and make sure that when they're serving up that option to the customer, they confidently know that they actually have that in stock. So what we're doing is we're actually able to understand not just the inventory that we believe to be in the store, we're understanding all of the schedules that happen for inventory to be put on the shelf, inventory to be received in the store, and that can give us a better perspective to help serve up that information to the customer that's shopping there. So that way they can actually ensure that if they are offering that product, they're going to make sure that it still is available. We also understand the propensity of when customers typically buy in the store too. So if you're offering something, let's say at the end of like a busy Sunday afternoon, you want to be careful what you're offering because typically you don't have new shipments coming in. You've got peak business times or peak um, shopping hours for their or for their customers in the store. So with that regard, you need to take in all these signals to ensure that what you're offering your customers really is accurate as you can to continue to draw that customer in because that omni-channel customer is a continuous customer. They come back again. They tend to have a higher basket size as well that we're seeing. They're not the customer that's buying, you know, smaller $20, $30 baskets. They're hitting typically $75, $80 basket size as well. Aaron, those are some great examples of, you know, how you're partnering with grocers. Paula, I want to turn this over to you. Um, Like we said, Aaron's giving us many use cases of why why Microsoft is is a partner with Blue Yonder. But as you look to grocery shop um, and the grocery industry more broadly, what other trends are you keeping an eye on? And why is the approach that Blue Yonder is taking one of the, the right ones? Okay. Great question. And uh, love all of the examples that Erin is sharing because you're exactly right. Uh, the partnership that Microsoft has with Blue Yonder in helping the retail customers, especially grocers, manage to all of these scenarios that you guys just called out. It's important because consumers' loyalties are in question right now. They're going to where they can get product. So if you're out of stock on something, it's really easy for me to go across the street to another grocer. But with the 50% accuracy of inventory, I don't want to be disappointed twice. So it's really important that as a grocer, you're able to deliver on that promise to consumers when you've got goods. And, and a couple of trends that I want to call out that I think play really well into these capabilities that Aaron highlighted. Uh, first one I want to call it is specifically around the lifestyle trends that we're seeing consumers today. Hmm. There's a significant lifestyle shift around health conscious consumers who practice wellness and that whole lifestyle. And in order to do that, they're concerned about not only their physical exercise, but proper nutrition. Mm -hmm. So when they're planning out their meals or their overall, you know, food prep for the coming week, they're relying on both an in-store and an online shopping experience that they're going to get the product that they need. And and along with that, they're going to have visibility to whether it be organic or other things. And now you're talking about a product with a shorter shelf life cycle. 
And so the consumer, the grocer has to be concerned because they've got to turn the right products. They've got to forecast accurately. So that's a super important trend that I think plays really well into the capabilities that um, Aaron has mentioned. Sustainability is another one. Mm -hmm. We know consumers are making purchase decisions based on companies that are sustainable and environmentally conscious. So now does your supply chain allow you to really understand end to end where you're sourcing your product? and how you're bringing it in. And that's another logistics challenge that we're seeing top of mind. Um, And an additional trend that I wanna touch on that I also think plays really well into this, the personalization of the food experience. Consumers, yeah, so in this particular case, we Mm -hmm. know that grocery retailers are competing on a lot of same type product. You can get to your private label, you can get to those things, but being able to personalize the overall or differentiate that delivery experience is going to be critical in order to win those consumers. And in order to do that, you have to have capabilities around your ability to forecast and demand planning to know what's on your shelf for the in-store shopper versus what's allocated for your e-commerce or digital shopper. And then do you have the capabilities through your supply chain to hit delivery however the consumer wants it? Do I want to pick it up? Do I want to have it delivered to my front door? Am I going to use a third-party service to do it? And all of those capabilities require having the supply chain capabilities that Aaron's talking about in order to do it well. So if you can't differentiate alone on your merchandise and within the grocery space, which many do, mm-hmm. you also have to push forward into the overall capabilities around personalizing that experience for delivery. So I feel like these are really important trends that the consumer is super invested in, and they're making their choices about where they shop based on that confidence level of when they shop, that they're actually going to get the product and that it's available. Yeah. Paula, those are some great examples, especially the health and wellness one and sustainability too, because I I think it does drive home just how important it is to be able to, as we're seeing all these new experiences for consumers to, you know, take my whole cart from the recipe, from the blogger that I follow, and then put that whole cart into um, you know, Walmart or Kroger or whatever my closest grocer is and, you know, have that fully executed. Like that is only as good as, as what, what the <laughs> retailer is able to promise. So I, I love those examples. And I think are very good. I mean, very top of mind this week at grocery shop. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love how you did that too, Paula. Like you kind of, it's kind of a new approach actually. I've not heard that before. So kudos to you for doing it, for saying, Hey, these are the, the macroeconomic factors of why a grocer or even a retailer more generally needs to look at this subject, yeah. but particularly a grocer, like you've got sustainability, you've got mm-hmm. the focus on nutrition, and then you've got just the continued moves towards personalization, which get a whole host of different things. I know blue yonder can do so. So, and let's bring this back to you then, because you, you kind of talked about it a little bit already, but talk to us about the, how, like, you know, a lot of grocery executives, you know, are listening to this podcast. Many of them are at grocery shop too. And they've, they've heard that story from lots of people over the years. Like, what is it about what you do that is kind of the secret sauce in terms of how you do it? And love to get even a little technical here in terms of, of how you work with the retailers. And if there's any examples or anecdotes you can share where, where you've made an impact in this regard. Yeah, so thanks for giving us an opportunity to answer that. So from a Blue Yonder perspective, we do see it as a trifecta, just like Paula said. You have to have a strong foundation in your planning to make sure you're predicting that inventory to be there in the right way. 
Um, we've worked with quite a few grocers all over the US, as well as in Canada, we have a really strong presence along with EMEA. Um, and so to be able to power that, they have to have accurate predictions for what products are available, but also understanding the duration that it takes to get from those suppliers into their warehouse. So that way that product is as fresh as possible. Kind of going back to Paula's sustainability term, you know, you want to make sure that during that time you arrive that banana again as fresh as it can be for the customer. It doesn't have brown spots on it, you know, from day one uh, for them. So we want to make sure that even from our planning perspective, we can get into the details for what we expect that kind of stabilization period to be before those products arrive. And then if you start to back in, you have to make sure you have the labor in the store to be able to unload it, get it on the shelf, put it in the right place to be able to guide that consumer. So it really comes into really creating that connected supply chain from the beginning. We're also seeing a lot of um, micro fulfillment centers that are popping up in the grocery industry. Mm -hmm. And this is really driven by that proliferation of that Omni customer. So in order to really execute those, companies are building micro fulfillment centers in really high density urban areas. We were even meeting with one last week and what they were doing was actually replicating what their store footprint looked like in this micro fulfillment center. So that way, if they're wow. guiding the shopper, you know, maybe it's a third party shopper coming in, they can use that same kind of, this is my consumer. This product is on aisle 29. Hmm. On this zone, that same shopper now that's a third party company can come into this micro fulfillment center and know exactly where to go to navigate the store. So they're making it really seamless for whatever that customer journey wants to be and helping them identify where that inventory is. That's connecting our planogram capabilities to be able to show that, expose it, um, underlying and helping also continuously mm. use not just store data points to guide those decisions, but also even underpinning what that omni-channel customer is tending to buy. Maybe you have an opportunity to adjust your sales or your, your um, store layout because of that omni customer. So that's one of the areas. We're also then taking in that, that next phase. So once the Omni customer comes back in, we're really able to help surface products that are more popular up to the, um, the top of the funnel for the app and the website. Because again, if you go back to some of those personalizations that Paula mentioned, you wanna be able to understand what that customer bought before. We've seen in the past that utilizing third parties typically is controlling that data over on the third party side. So from our customers that we're working with, they're really leaning on Blue Yonder to help give them this kind of data points that they can use to drive their websites and power their apps to be able to personalize those goods based on the customer's preferences, as well as, again, back to that substitution. You know, if Paula wants to buy her organic milk and it's out of stock, you don't want to give her a non-organic brand. You want to be able to save that sale, but be able to find another item that still hits Paula's lifestyle preferences. So we want to be able to understand the customer demand and be able to help expose that inventory to help personalize those order experiences as well. Yeah, that, that example, the micro warehousing example is really interesting to me too. I've heard mm -hmm. this idea of digital twins and we've talked about it on our Fast Five podcast regularly too, but it's kind of the idea of a physical twin here, which mm -hmm. when you get into it, actually, there's a lot of things that make sense about that too. Is when you start thinking about the technology, understanding of planogram solutions down to picking, to packing, and then delivery, like that's a good way to kind of iron out your systems for your general operation too. That's a new approach. It's novel. I haven't heard about it before. Um, so thanks for bringing that up, sharing that with us. I'm curious too, Aaron, though, like say someone, say someone calls you up and says, Hey, I listen to this podcast. I want to know, I want to know what an integration looks like. How do you, how do you, how does somebody start with you? Like, you know, like, are you like, 
what's the setup? Like how easy is this to do to tap into what you're describing? Well, thanks for that. So I do want to add uh, Microsoft is powering our backend. So everything that we're doing is hosted in the Microsoft cloud. That also makes our integration and our starting point much more fast, efficient, and, and quick to market time. You know, we start by looking at really what's the biggest pain point that the company is looking at. Where is their customer objectives? What are some of the things that their customers are they're trying to solve? You know, is omni-channel the first thing, or are they having a lot more shortages on the supply chain? How can we help go and pinpoint those exact challenges? Is it hard that you can't even predict? You know, high waste goods. So, do we need to target in and do maybe even some proof of concepts to be able to drive value in those areas to show them? quick time to value. I think that's one of the biggest things that we saw coming out of the pandemic is that a lot of companies are not ready to take on multi-year projects to wait for an ROI. They're really leaning in heavily to say, hey, this is my exact pain point. What do you have to help me solve this? You know, less of, hey, I've got this big, huge project that I want to be able to scope. Can you help me with that? So that's an area that we see grocers leaning in. They've struggled in the past to have accurate inventory. And they're really coming to us to say, how can we help solve this problem? You know, we know that we need to fix this for our customers, but give us kind of that anecdote to be able to find multiple ways that you could help us address these challenges. Yeah, that that's amazing, Aaron. I, and Paula, I'd love to ask you a similar question. If as you look at the examples again that Aaron shared, what comes to mind for you? Like, what do you, what would you add to, or what would you reinforce about what Aaron was saying that you really want the grocery executives out there to listening to this podcast to hear? Yeah, I think thinking about it, it goes back to what's the problem they're trying to solve. Yes. Ultimately, and what is going to give them, especially in this competitive space that grocers are in, the quickest return on investment, but also enable flexibility and agility to keep addressing the other problems. So they they need to think about that from that perspective of like what they need to sell for now and where where are they moving towards. And that means understanding the consumer. Mm -hmm. And so if I think about like the scenarios and, and the solutions that Aaron's talking about, that omni-channel inventory do not underestimate the impact of that. And mm -hmm. what we saw first in the pandemic was at first it was the quick rush to just service the consumer when they came into the store, if they were comfortable, yeah. but then servicing the consumer that bought online and you saw a lot of collision and out of stocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I feel like this um, spin up around the micro fulfillment centers and, you know, unique ways that the the grocer is solving for that problem is already on the path. And, and Blue Yonder has amazing solutions to help with that omni-channel kind of fulfillment inventory pieces. Another part of this, um, and I think that's super important to understand is, is that Grocers get really good at filling large orders. They were all about filling the Kroger's, the where, you know, the Walmarts and those pieces. And now they're solving for the large orders and the small orders. And right. so inventory transparency is important. The ability to manage your overall warehouse and transportation network to solve for large and small. And then the last piece, um, and uh, agree this, this partnership that we have with Blue Yonder running their systems um, on Microsoft is the ability to really Blue Yonder help you as a grocer enable AI and ML solutions. Like I was a merchant for years and I thought even with the best tools, I'm pretty smart, but there's so much that can be done from an underlying technology solve for that, that can help the grocer to really optimize their transportation functions, understand where their product is. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that can be unlocked with that, that I think it's important. 
Um, and then as the grocer, figure out what's your biggest problem and then move to solving those and having kind of that full eye to like, what are the technologies that you're going to need over time? I think is super important as well. So yeah. just a couple things to add on. I, I love that too, especially when we've, we've talked to, to you, Paula and Blue Yonder previously, like the whole, uh, like benefit to the employee side of this and really staff planning for staffing. And, and how, like, I think that's a big part of what we're, we'll, we'll continue to see the impacts from like, yes, having a better picture of inventory is important for fulfilling that order, but also how it starts to, you know, kind of impact things down the line when you're trying to staff appropriately, you're trying to make sure that the the goods get to the consumers in the timeliness, um, and with the effectiveness that they need to like, that's a, that's a great ad, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing I'd say too is like the thing that comes to mind in what you both said to me is, and we'll say this till the cows come home, and we have said it since we started OmniTalk back in 2017, the, the number one most important system for a good, solid Omnichannel f- future is really 1A, a great point of sale system, and 1B, a great order management system, which is essentially what you're describing here, Aaron. So, so I'm curious to close us up. And I can't understate that though. That is what it is. Like, I wish people would just get the punchline to the joke on that and just start. And I think they are now given what's happened in the pandemic, which is great to see. But, but Aaron, with that said, like, what, what, what can we expect to see next from blue yonder? uh, You know, as you close out 2023, 2022, and you go into 2023, where are you, where are you guys taking things next? Yeah, thanks for that. So with our order management, we've had kind of a foundational layer that helps with that order orchestration, Mm -hmm. but we are expanding that AI and ML logic to really focus on three key areas. One is we are diving head deep into fulfillment forecasting, and that'll help you forecast the labor that you need to provide those accurate fill rates. So if you think about kind of peak times of the year or lulls, you need to really understand that you have the labor and staffing to be able to promise that time frame to the customer because they normally have an idea of when they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you definitely don't want to disappoint a customer there. And that kind of forecasting can help guide the MFC or the store as well. Mm-hmm. The other piece that we're really focusing on is back to that cognitive inventory. How can we predict where your fast turn rates are going to be? We're continuing to dive in. We have customer partners today that are helping us with this. Um, and we look to continue expanding that footprint. Uh, and the final thing is around substitution. So initially we are focused on more of a, a merchant driven substitution capability. So if you think about these are the products that are adjacent, we think these would be ideal rates or options to offer our customer. We wanna be able to surface those substitution requests and, and recommendations autonomously. We don't want you to have to rely on kind of your own team to be able to manage this. We wanna be able to really dive into what those customer preferences are and lean harder to be able to surface those in real time to the customer if that inventory is out of stock. So if you think about that connection of predicting the inventory and then being able to surface those substitutions when there's short supply and make sure that you're even servicing them on real life items that also have inventory. So it's kind of a snowball effect, but that's our, our biggest area because we see those as some of the biggest pain points for grocers. So, you know, continue to lock, talk to us, give us an opportunity to come give you, you know, more information around our product capabilities and partner with us. Well, that was going to be my next question. I love how you said that too, because I think that it's a great alliteration, uh, great use of alliteration too, which we love on the show, order management orchestration. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not doing it, you need to be thinking about it pretty hard because absolutely. It's, it's absolutely essential. I cannot understate that to doing omni-channel retailing well. But to that point, Aaron, because you mentioned it, like 
if people are listening and they want to get in touch with you, learn more, possibly work with Blue Yonder, what's the best way for them to do that? There's a few different ways. My email address is aaron.halka at blueyonder.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also get in touch with us through our form bill at now.blueyonder.com forward slash grocery order management.com. Uh, so thank you so much for the time. Look forward to meeting everyone that listens in here. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. And, and Aaron, uh, sorry, Paula too. Like if, if people want to get your help on answering the same question or Microsoft's help, or even maybe addressing some of those other macro level trends you talked about, because there's lots of approaches to those in the business as well. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you or Microsoft? Yeah, absolutely. So please reach out to your Microsoft account team. If you're already working with someone, they absolutely can be that right resource to help you or feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to continue the conversation. Um, and thanks again for the opportunity today. This was a great uh, conversation and appreciate it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a total blast walking through some order management dynamics here with the both of you. So thanks to both Aaron and Paula for being with us today. And thanks to Microsoft for their help and support in launching this podcast series with us for Grocery Shop. And thanks as always to everyone listening and tuning in. And most importantly, be careful out there.